You know what? You are the only person you are guaranteed to spend the rest of your life with. So, we want you to feel at home with yourself. To have an understanding of what being human truly means. And to be a witness to the things that are happening within you. We're here for the good. The bad. And the downright ugly. <laughs> so, come on this journey. And be messy with us. You are listening to The Real Meaning of Humanity with Alexis. That's my name. And you're Krista. Yeah, that's me. It's Easter Sunday. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. You see what I did there? Yeah, I did. Okay. <laughs> that was actually a really good accent. Thank you. But no, I just want to acknowledge because like I know this episode is going to be about, we're going to be talking about a woman's body and, you know, get all the great deep stuff in that. But I do mm-hmm. want to acknowledge um, that it's resurrection sunday like that is powerful jesus conquered death he conquered the devil he conquered and rose up and saved our lives and died for us and it's it's a really powerful weekend and um i just wanted to acknowledge that and honestly you know what i was just thinking this morning which god reminded me of Hmm. which you are gonna think that this is really cool and i wanted to tell you this okay so i was thinking about like Oh, God, like, you know, because Resurrection Sunday, I know, like, every time pastors come up and they're like, if your story isn't done yet, you are not dead. Come, like, your story's going to come alive. Like, something died in your life and it's just going to come back to life. You know, yeah. that whole, like, <clears throat> prophecy yes. all the time every year. And, <laughs> I mean, it is powerful. Don't get me wrong. But that's literally the cliche every year. Yeah. Um, so, but I was thinking about this morning. I'm like, where... Like, what has changed in my life from a year from now? And God reminded me exactly where I was at a year ago. Like, on, well, Easter weekend was like, I don't really remember where Easter weekend was last year. I think it was at the beginning of April, but now it's this weekend. Anyways, but this weekend will mark the year of when I found out everything. Oh, shit. And, like, when everything fell apart in the church and everything. Holy but guess shit. what? Yeah. And But guess what? This weekend, it's Resurrection Sunday. It's <laughs> Jesus conquered death. But then I'm starting that New. on the day that I found out. So this <gasps> year, yes. Holy Kristen knows shit. what I'm talking about. But I'm literally starting that thing that's going to... Ca- you know, transcend me into my future on the day. Oh, I have the chills. Isn't that <laughs> like, amazing? Look. Can you see them? No, oh. I can't. Okay, well, there's chills on my legs. But isn't that awesome how, like, a year ago, I felt like death. It was, mm-hmm. Like, I was in the deepest, darkest pit I've ever been in, and, like, my whole world crashed <laughs> and fell apart. But now where I'm at today and even as you're listening to this right now i'm literally stepping into a complete new life and my life has risen from that darkness Mm -hmm. and jesus has saved me and he has conquered in my life and i get to step into something new right because of all that isn't that so crazy that is so freaking cool Mm -hmm. you know it's like you know what jesus only took three days to rise i took a year it's fine (laughs) It's fine. We all have different times. (laughs) Yes, but I think it's really cool just how a year ago and where I'm at now and what I'm about to step into, it's completely different and it's really, really beautiful. So I hope that encouraged you listeners, wherever you're at in your life, if you still feel like, God, like when 
if not now, then when, Mm -hmm. you know, like it's, you know, beauty is coming and, um, there is still beauty in the midst of the pain. God is still working for you. God is still making it right. And he is still going to use your story and your story isn't over yet. It's not done. And God's going to conquer it and you're going to rise and you are not going to feel like death anymore. And it's Mm -hmm. just beautiful. So I hope that encourages you today because it really encouraged me this morning. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. I know. Like, oh. Isn't that so cool? I was like, wow. You're like, leave it up to God to be that creative. Yeah. Like, just to really, you know, like, show mm-hmm. me this is what I'm trying to show you. Like, mm-hmm. yes, I know you felt like death. You didn't want to be here. You didn't want to, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, I promised you that I was going to resurrect you. Yeah. I promised you that I was going to make things right. And mm-hmm. all you had to do is keep showing up for yourself. Exactly. Oh, that's so good. Mm. I know. So mm. beautiful. Mm. God is literally the most amazing person, <laughs> amazing being ever. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. So, okay, now to getting into the episode. <laughs> you know what? Because I heard that we talking about the body. We talking body. You got a perfect one. So put it on. Oh, maybe not that part. <laughs> Honestly, that's where I got that title from, from this, from that song. That song? If you know the song, then you know. Like, if you know, mm-hmm. then you, you know. know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, the, the rest of the song and the lyrics isn't really, you know, just that, that great. one, just the part that we mentioned. Now we're talking body. That's it. Yeah. Now we're talking body. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but no, there's just so the reason why we wanted this to be a part of the feminine series is because there is so much pressure on mm. a woman's body and yeah, and what it should look like. I mean, honestly, since I mean, even from what I can remember, and I. I almost guarantee that if you ask any women, woman, sorry, alive, that we start seeing and understanding the quote-unquote importance of our appearance and our body, honestly, like, as soon as we hit elementary school. Like, Mm -hmm. at the very beginning, we are being ingrained with what we're supposed to look like, what we're supposed to do, what we're supposed to be like, and we're are being taught that the whole entire time. You know what I mean? So, like, it starts at a really young age, like, people making comments about our appearance, about our bodies. And so it makes sense. And, I mean, we are surrounded by it every day. Like, the media really hones in on that. Yeah. And it's just a very important part of, like, a woman's journey. Exactly. And, um... Also, like, what a woman's body, like, the quote-unquote quota for how a woman's body should look like has changed throughout the years. Like, in different eras, like, it was different um, of what what beauty looked like. Like, the social expectations of what beauty was. Like, the standard. Yes, Mm -hmm. the standard. And, like, how, like, Marilyn Monroe was the standard in Mm the 50s or 60s or something. I don't know. Sometime back then. Y- y'all can correct us if we're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> we're good at being wrong, you know? Yeah, Whatever. It's fine. We can it. own it. Yeah. <laughs> but like it, Marilyn Monroe, and then it was like beautiful to have a flat butt and a flat chest. Yeah. But now it's like you have to have a skinny waist, big butt, and then big boobs. Yeah. And that's what's beautiful. That's the standard now. Or now you have to have like the biggest, plumpiest lips yeah. to be beautiful and then long, long eyelashes. eyelashes. 
<laughs> touch your damn eyebrows. Yeah. So like, or like eyebrows on fleek yeah. with like like lots of like eyebrow hairs or something. You know, like that's. <laughs> you got so the... many eyebrow hairs. <laughs> But that's, like, the standard nowadays of, like, it changes. Yeah. So then, like, once we meet that standard, then We're it gonna... changes again, you exactly. know? And then now we feel like we aren't beautiful because the standard has been changed. Cause, so, like, are we wanting to be beautiful in this way because that's we how we would truly feel beautiful? Or are we wanting to meet the standard because that's the, what the social expectation, not oh. because of that's how you want to feel or how you feel or that's how your body was created, but you just want to be accepted socially. No brainer. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there are just several things that I'm like, I personally don't think that would look good on me. And yet, you know, so many people in the world feel like this is what you need to do in order to look beautiful or to be accepted as, you know, top tier, I guess, a level, you know, a 10 out of 10. Um, and some of that stuff just isn't worth it to me because I'm like, I, I don't I don't think that that would look good on me. Um, but I will not lie that there has been temptations of, you know what, this is what I see every time I go through Instagram, every time I put on, you know, um, a show, I see Botox, lip fillers, blonde, long blonde hair, skinny, you know, you got the big butt, you have big boobs, and you're just like, huh, well, this is all that I see, and they're getting, you know, all this, like, positive attention from it, too, and so, you know, I want to be like that, and so then we change ourselves constantly to try to fit that standard so that we can feel the way that we are perceiving that other people feel if you look a certain way. Oh, yeah. Like, when I was younger, um, growing up, like, all I saw was blonde hair, blue eyes. Yeah. And my mom was blonde hair, blue eyes. Like, she was actually very beautiful. And I had – I'm a little girl Mm -hmm. with – and I got my dad's side of the gene, you know, because we are Hispanic. So (laughs) – And I was this little girl who had brown hair. Maybe the sun, like, kissed my hair and I had some blonde texture in it in the summer. (laughs) But it was always, like, straight brunette. And then I had, like, brown eyes younger. Yeah. And, um... But I, like, whatever was being plastered on the TV or in magazines, like, it was always blonde hair, Mm -hmm. blue eyes. And, like, I always felt like, oh, I wasn't pretty because I didn't have blonde hair, blue eyes. And I remember, like, even growing up, like, I wanted to be blonde. And I did change my hair blonde. I mean, I still have blonde in my hair now, but I'm going, like, I'm more now to my natural color than ever before. Um, But that's the thing. My mom always, like kept like like I started dyeing my hair in third grade right <laughs> and they it wasn't young. yeah and it wasn't like blonde like no she would dye my hair like black yeah just so y'all know because I feel like people struggle mm-hmm. with knowing how old third graders are that's usually like eight or nine yeah at a very young age and that's mm-hmm. the thing like our mothers teach us so much of what femininity should look like mm-hmm. like they're our representation of you know, what a woman is and how to love and nurture your femininity and honestly how to love or even like hate your femininity. And I think my mom will, going back to when I was younger, to be honest, like my mom taught me without her even realizing to hate my body. Mm -hmm. And my mom was like a bigger woman 
So she didn't really love her body. Like she got like liposuction. She went through lots of surgeries that because she just hated her bigger body, her bigger hips. And um, and it wasn't like the social norm to be that big. Um, And that's why she put me in cheerleading because cheerleaders, they have like that little like twig body yeah and I remember even as a little girl she was like you got to do sit-ups every night just to keep that twig body because I was very small like I was tiny I was a tiny little thing and she would make me do sit-ups every night because if even if I just had a little roll but I'm a child yeah you're (laughs) and I work out like well I have practice like twice a day even after school and especially in the summers but if I had like one little roll which is natural because everybody has fat on their body no matter how tiny you are yeah like it was just it was so bad and then like especially growing up and like coming into your body and like things are changing (laughs) um my and then my mom eventually um, wasn't even in my life, but we won't get into that right now. She eventually got out of my life, but yeah, it was just very hard of like, okay, I, I have to love my body, but only if it's this certain way. Like that's what I was taught. Yeah. I mean, in your household, you were taught that like you have to keep up to this standard and anything less is unacceptable because this is beauty. This is what you need to do. But like Mm -hmm. what I'm noticing is, is she was probably just, taking what she felt she couldn't be like and was putting that onto you and was going to make sure that you were exactly how she wished she was. Oh, she totally did that. You know what I mean? And I mean, like, it sucks because it's just a part of our broken world. You know what I mean? Like, it's just things that unfortunately happen due to our humanity Mm -hmm. Um, because, you know, who knew what she saw growing up and who knew what her her mom saw growing up and who knew who, what her, you know, like it's just a chain that just comes, you know, falling down eventually. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I, for me personally, um, I feel like I learned at a very young age how important my appearance was. Mm -hmm. Um, because especially for me and I, I'm sure other women can relate to is, the major, I can't say that word, the majority of comments that I would get were always referring to my appearance or my body. Um, like, oh, you're such a cute little girl or, oh, you know, you have the biggest little chubby cheeks or, oh, oh my God. You, like, they were always comments about my body and, and yes, you know, maybe they were trying to be kind and all that stuff, but those were the only comments that I heard. And it um, felt important to you. Like, Oh, I'm this way because of the way I look. And yeah, like I, I, at least from my recollection, I don't remember. I mean, obviously not from like my parents, like that's a different story, but from other people, like those were always the comments that were made. It was never, oh, you're such a bright young kid or, oh, it was never about like my intelligence or like who I am as a person. Mm -hmm, It was always mm -hmm. about like my outer shell. And so from a young age, I learned how important this outer shell must be because everybody always comments on it. Mm. You know what I mean? And so when I was younger, like I know that I was a little bit of a chubbier kid. Okay. Like I like to eat my cosmic brownies. 
Okay. I go, I'm going to have my chips every day. Yes. Right? I remember like, those. I, that's, I mean, honestly for lunch every single day, I would have, shout out to my mom. Um, yeah. I would have a, a sandwich. I would have chips. I would have a cosmic brownie and then there would always be like a napkin. I could just remember everything. Like there's gonna be a napkin, then all that stuff on top of it. Um, and so I was a little bit chubbier and, um, Obviously, naturally, whenever you are a little bit chubbier and then you're at school, you know, there's always going to be kids saying things that, you know, kids are Having mean. comments, yeah. Kids are mean. Um, so I, I mean, I couldn't tell you exactly what the comments were all the time, but I know that it was referring to like my chubby belly or like my legs or um, my cheeks because my cheeks were really chubby. Like I had a big old head, you know, still do, but I finally grew into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... I would always hear those negative comments and kind of like we talked about in another episode, like all those comments were being stored away, like in my filing cabinet. Um, and I remember like being at home, like with my mom and crying because like I hated like the way that I looked, you know what I mean? And so I, I remember my mom like trying to like, you know, like encourage me and be like, you know what, honey, it's fine. You know, like boys like va, va, boom and all this oh stuff, like God. trying yeah. to encor- <laughs> encourage me and all yeah. that stuff. Um, and I just be like, okay. <laughs> well, yeah. Like, you know, I don't know when you're a kid, like, it's like, I feel like, yes, there's so many things that like are very important that your parents tell you and that you like really like soak in. But it's almost like when they're trying to help you, you're like, okay, you come to school with me, though, and you tell them that. You right, know right. I mean? It's like, hard in the moment, especially when you don't fully understand it. Exactly. And, I mean, I feel like that affected affected me so much because, like, I can remember being in the fourth grade, and I think I've shared this before, but being in the fourth grade and not wanting to sit crisscross applesauce on the um, floor, like, whenever no. we'd have to go in front of the teacher, yeah, I would not want to sit crisscross applesauce because my thighs would like bunch up, I guess. And it just looked like little mounds of fat. Yeah. Um, and so I would, no matter how uncomfortable I was, like I would always, you know, um, let my legs be straight out and I'd be like leaning back so I could try to look like skinny. And I know that I only did that because of somebody else's words. Like every single one of my insecurities that I've had in adulthood are all stemmed from somebody else's words when I was a child. Right. And so that's where I began like my forming mm -hmm. your belief systems. Mm Yep, exactly. And that transition like from junior high, high school. Yeah. And even young adulthood. Right. Yeah, exactly. No, literally those beliefs that were formed when I was a child right. transcended into the rest of my life. Like once I realized where those were formed, I could go back and see, okay, that's why I did this in middle school and this mm-hmm. in high school and all of those mm-hmm. things. Well, and especially it's, God, I always say this about junior high. Junior high is literally the most awkward years of your freaking life. <laughs> like, like in style, in the way you do your hair, like friendships, honestly, oh like socialization. Like it's literally so awkward. <laughs> and, and like, I think that's where most women, like girls hit puberty. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, and I was just talking about this today at work, <laughs> me and a bunch of the women that I work with, we were talking about like our stories when like how everyone got their period yeah and i got my period okay by the way if a guy's listening to this we're gonna get really deep in this episode and we're gonna talk about some things that you might feel uncomfortable with so (laughs) just um, disclaimer (laughs) just a disclaimer and a little spoiler alert so if you need to get off right now just go ahead and get off but anyways um (laughs) so 
like everybody has like some women or girls have like a complex of their period story. Mm-hmm. Like I remember when I started, you know, my body started changing in junior high. Yeah. And I legit, Krista, I've told you this before. <laughs> and this is when my mom was not in my life. I legit thought I was turning into a man. <laughs> Like, hair was growing in places that I was like, why is hair growing there? That doesn't make any sense to me. And, like, I did not want to tell anybody. And if I told my dad, I thought I was going to be sent to a lab and be tested. Like, what the fuck is wrong with her? And, like, and, like and, and that's the thing. Like, hair starts growing before you get your period. Yeah. Well, at least that's what happened for me. Yeah. And so... I, like, I, you know, I started growing hair on my vagina. And I remember, I like, outside of cheerleading practice, cheerleading practice got done after school. And, like, me and my friend, we always wait together for our parents to pick us up. And I just start crying because I wouldn't change in front of <laughs> – I wouldn't change in front of You're anybody. Like, they're not about to see my demo- <laughs> de- wait, deformed body. There yeah, because <laughs> I didn't want anyone, like, seeing or glancing at it and, like, me being laughed at. Yeah. And <laughs> – this is so sad, me talking about it now, thinking back. Like, poor little Lex. Yeah. But, like, because I think my friend asked me, why don't you ever change in front of us? Like, why do you, like, go and hide? Mm-hmm. And I just started bawling. And I was like, Francine, something's wrong with me. I think something's wrong. And she was like, oh, my God, what's wrong? And I was like, I'm growing hair on my vagina. And I don't know what to do. I'm turning into a man. And she starts busting out laughing. And she's like, Alexis, that's puberty. You're hitting puberty. And she knew my mom wasn't in my life, so I hadn't had the talk. But basically, she was like a mom in that moment. Like, she told me things. And then I also had another friend um, who was very... um, let's just say experienced in the whole period and guys and all that at that age. (laughs) Um, And so she would tell me about her periods and stuff. So luckily I had them in that moment and I was thankful for that. But like, like even that, like to go through so much change in your body and then getting boobs, like I got big boobs like early on in eighth and ninth grade and they just literally popped yeah, <laughs> and, I don't know what the fuck happened. And I've always there. had bigger boobs, and my body always looked deformed because I was literally, like, growing into my woman body, but still as a little girl. Yeah. Like, that's how it was. It's an awkward transition. Yeah, and then so men, or not men because they're boys. <laughs> <laughs> they aren't men. But boys would look at me, and I would feel like, because they would talk about it. They would talk about my body. They would talk about my boobs and mm-hmm. how they're growing. And um, I would feel ashamed because these boys are looking at my boobs. And, you know, always in that culture. We talked about last episode. Like, yeah. oh, well, now I'm making my fellow brothers fall into temptation. Like, I always had that, you know, just that stamina in my mind of, I need to be ashamed of my body because it's making boys act like this. And then also, like, I, my, even, like, my mom, like, thinking back, like, I would literally watch her, like, look at herself in the mirror and just completely belittle herself and yeah. completely just shut her body down and just talk 
ugly about herself in the mirror. Yeah. And so, like, that's what I grew up with. And even in, like, high school, that's when I just started wearing, like, you know this. Like, this mm-hmm. is when we started being friends. <laughs> I would wear the baggiest clothes. Yeah. Like. I, I mean, like, I told Alexis already, but I remember, like, our first, like, few years of friendship, like, she did. She wore the baggiest clothes. Mm-hmm. And I remember um, there was one time where she finally wore, like, something more form-fitting. And mm-hmm. I was like the fuck I didn't know your boobs were that big yeah. like I had no clue because like you would wear stuff that would definitely like not hide. show it mm-hmm. not show my figure yeah and then I remember like in the summer like when we would hang out like we a lot of our guy friends would invite us to pool parties mm-hmm. and I remember someone saying oh Alexis the only reason why you get invited to pool parties because guys want to see your boobs and I'm yeah. like well then I'm not going then yeah like I don't want guys to just look at me like that yeah and me no you know yeah and so like I was ashamed of it mm-hmm. and um so I just and I was always so like I did not want to be in a bathing suit in front of anybody for yeah. the longest time honestly I think in the past few years I just started being comfortable Mm-hmm. I mean, in a bathing suit. I mean, I know that, like, you know, just like you would say, like, you would wear baggy clothes. Like, if you ever did get in the pool, the pool, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, you're wearing a t-shirt. I what? Oh, my You're God. wearing a t-shirt. You I forgot. <laughs> yes. I was. <gasps> that is so sad. Yeah. Like, you would never, you would, I, I think the first time I ever saw you, like, in a bikini was... I don't even remember either like when we were like completely alone or like after high school, like it was, you would always be wearing like a shirt and it's not like it wasn't, it still wasn't a form fitting shirt. Like it was like a baggy shirt and you'd just be like sitting in the pool. (laughs) Yeah. Cause I remember, I remember being at Bree's house and asking you like, why do you still have your shirt on? (gasps) Yes. Oh my God. That is so sad. Yeah. Yeah. I had like such a complex about it. Yeah. Which is funny that I say that because I would never go swim. Like, I would never swim at pool parties. I felt too insecure about my body Mm -hmm. that I was like, no. Like, I would be like, I'll put my feet in the pool. (laughs) Yeah. I would never actually swim. Yeah, we would just go there and hang out Mm -hmm. with, like, our guy friends or girlfriends. And everybody else would be in the pool and we would just stand out there. Yeah. But, I mean, kind of like how you were saying, like, I don't know. Like, looking back, it does suck because you're like, I have this body for a reason and I have been taught or like almost like um, persuaded to be so ashamed of it. Yeah. And to want to hide it and not, you know, take full like ownership of like, this is me. Like, this is a part of who I am. Um, I can resonate. Go ahead. Go ahead. I I was going to say like, I can resonate with that because like, I mean, I legit like there was literally one guy who said that. The reason he wanted to date me was because of my thunder thighs. Oh, my God. Like, not because, Krista, you're a great person or I really enjoy being around you. It's because of your thighs. Mm-hmm. Like, how stupid that sounds. Like, mm-hmm. but in my head, I'm like, I am, I feel like I'm reduced to the way my body looks. Mm-hmm. Like, I am nothing else but the, but just, like, a piece of meat. Right. That you get to look at and, like, drool over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I I understand that because remember when people would say when guys would actually like me, mm-hmm. oh my god, like my best wish I did not have good friends in high school, like yeah, like at the school that I was at. But when a guy would like me, they would be like, oh Alexis, they only like you for your boobs. Yeah, and I'm and I'm like, really? That's mm-hmm. all that I am, and yeah. that's all that you really think of me? Because I know I'm a 
I'm awesome. Yeah. You know, like, that is not the only reason. And maybe if so, like, obviously that wouldn't last because I didn't really even date that much anyways in high school, like, yeah. at all. But, like, like even women telling other women that. Mm-hmm. And that's what we do. I mean, we've done that. I've done this, too. Like, I'm going to not compliment you because if I compliment you, then it just diminishes what I'm worth. Mm-hmm. When that's not true. No. Like, I can compliment another beautiful woman and still be beautiful. Yeah. Like, I'm the same amount of beautiful that I was before. Exactly. And I will be the same amount of beautiful afterwards. Yeah. You know, like, even, like, that. this whole, like, unnecessary competition that shouldn't even exist between women. Exactly. But I feel like the reason it does, and I can remember this, I mean, again, this is when we are kids, try to, I like, I, I, try, I would try to give some, you know, grace there. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I would hear like a lot of the other kids like comparing like, oh, they're cuter or they're hotter. They're this, like, I don't want to just reduce it to men, but mm-hmm. mostly men would be the ones who are comparing the women or oh yes yeah. mm-hmm. girl is the hottest girl in the grade or this one is you know the sex whatever it was was like they would put these tears with all the women in the grade or in the school or whatever mm-hmm. and so naturally like if I hear that you know I'm just using an example that Alexis is the hottest girl in the grade like obviously a little bit of envy is there right. because I'm like where's my attention you know yeah. when in ge- when in reality like Every single woman's body is so fucking different. Like, mm-hmm. our anatomy, everything. Mm-hmm. Like, our genes that we get from our parents, it's so mm-hmm. different. But it's all still beautiful, like, in its own special way. And so I feel like there shouldn't be, like, this tier. There isn't a tier. There's just mm-hmm. people, some things that people prefer and mm-hmm. other things that people don't. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's not a better or a worse. But that's the thing. Like, I look at, like, now who I'm at, who I am now I look at like different shapes of women's bodies mm-hmm. and for a woman like let's say like a bigger woman than me than my than my size yeah. for her to flaunt herself and be so confident like on social media or just anywhere out in public yeah. and to wear that crop top to wear those jeans to wear that bathing suit I'm like Go for it. Yeah. Like, that is amazing for you to feel that confident. I don't care if it's not, like, the normal stamina. Like, oh, like, she shouldn't be confident. Like, yeah. no, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. That confidence and owning your femininity owning your femininity and owning the body that you have and Mm -hmm. accepting it and loving it for where it's at right now is the most beautiful thing you can ever do for yourself and I'm like wow I want to be like that you know like I want to do that like I always used to look at people and envy that fact like wow if she can do it I want to do it I know that I can do it and that's the thing, like, there's men who loves those curves. Mm-hmm. I, like I always said, I was like, because I do have curves and I do got big boobs. Yeah. And honestly, I'm just like, well, these curves are the funnest roller coaster you will ever get to ride. <laughs> like, they're fun. Like, curves are fun. Yeah. It's beautiful. Like, mm-hmm. nobody wants just one same thing constantly. It's like eating, like, um this one food the rest of your life and that's all you get that's all you get to see like no there has to be variety because that variety is beautiful diversity is beautiful Mm -hmm. 
And so I actually want to um, lead us into something. Are you good with me doing this? Yeah. Right now? Yeah. Okay. I want to actually lead into something that I did a year ago that just like was so healing for me and so healing for the relationship that I have with my body. And I can't even take credit for this because it was, you know, I did this in the program that I was in last year. So it it is a beautiful thing. Like it's probably a mix of the words that I say to myself, but a mix of what they helped us in and and, um, led us in. So I want you to take a moment. We're going to take a moment to have an encounter with our body. And honestly, we're going to take a moment for any girl who didn't have a mom and um, didn't have a mom who really knew how to navigate um, you coming into your body or coming into puberty um, and navigate the sex talk or the puberty talk. I want to lead into that because this can be very powerful and healing for the relationship that you have with your body, the relationship that you have with yourself. And I'm honestly going to have this encounter and this dialogue with my daughter in the future because I don't want to have, I want to have an open dialogue with my children. Mm -hmm. That's just the type of mother I'm going to be. I don't want anything covered or hidden because I know that's the type of relationship I have with God. Yeah. And I know God wouldn't shy away from any conversation and he wouldn't hide away from anything. It kind of reminds me of that song, Stephanie Gretzinger's song, um, Come Out of Hiding, You're Safe Here With Me. There's yeah. no need to cover what I already see. Yeah. So this encounter, I want you to remember that because in this ca- encounter, we're going to get really raw. Yeah. I mean, this is a com- this is a podcast where we navigate the good, the bad, and the ugly. We yeah. don't shy away from things, and that's exactly what we're about to do. We talk about uncomfortable things that yes. people are not willing to talk about. Exactly. But it, that's the thing. Fix your mindset. It's not uncomfortable. It's normal. It's You're normal. a human. You're yeah. a human being. You're a human being. This is normal. Yeah. So we're going to lead you into that. So I <laughs> want to have an encounter and just welcome you into womanhood. I want to welcome you into your femininity, your God-given femininity. So I want you to grab your boobs. (laughs) Grab your boobs, Krista. Okay. Okay. (laughs) And say, we get boobs. (laughs) We get boobs. (laughs) Turn around and jiggle your butt. (laughs) Jiggle your butt. Feel your butt. You're going to get a butt. Your body is going to change. This is going to be so much fun. You're going to grow. You are going to be more womanly. There are going to be hormones that make you feel things on the inside that you don't understand Mm -hmm. or don't understand why you are feeling them. And you are going to want guys' attention. And you are going to want to be beautiful. And it's okay for you to want attention from men. It's okay for you to have a sex drive and a sexuality. Put your hand on your vagina, okay? And say, vagina, you are a good part of my body. Mm, Vagina, you are a good part of my body. I am so glad that I am a woman. I am so glad that I am a woman. You are going to bring me so much pleasure. You are going to bring me so much pleasure. You are a gift from God. You are a gift from God. You are not bad. You are not bad. 
put your hands on your boobs again <laughs> and say, boobs are such a fun part of being a woman. Boobs are such a fun part of being a woman. You jiggle a lot. You jiggle a lot. <laughs> you are the best part where fat grows. You are the best part where fat grows. <laughs> even small boobs and even big boobs are so lovable. Yes. You have to say oh, it. Oh, sorry. Even <laughs> what? small boobs. Even small boobs. And big boobs. And big boobs are lovable. Are lovable. They can provide milk one day. Yes. They can. <laughs> yes. Um, put your hand on your butt. Okay. And say, butt. Butt. You are so cute. You are so cute. And you're sexy. And you're sexy. And you're useful. And you're useful. I can sit. I can sit. I can stand. I can stand. And walk because of you. And walk because of you. But thank you. But thank you. For being my pillow on the backside. (laughs) For being my pillow (laughs) on the backside. Girl, one day a guy is going to love your big tatas. Girl, one day. Oh, wait, I don't need to. Or small tatas. Yeah. Or you Just can say tatas. Yeah, you can repeat this as I'm saying it um, in your own, you know, car or whatever. Um, and one day, a guy is going to love your butt. He's going to love your hips. He's going to love your stomach. He's going to love your shoulders. And you never have to be the image in a magazine or the image on Instagram. You get to be and grow However, your shape, your body comes into puberty. That is going to be a beautiful shape. Mm-hmm. Listen. All right. Everyone listen. Here, here <laughs> we go. Sex is a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And there's no shame in wanting this. It's a human tendency. There's no shame for it being something that your hormones get excited about. Sex is a good part of you as a woman. Your sexuality is actually really good. Mm -hmm. I'm not afraid of your sexuality. Your sexuality is not bad and it's not going to ruin your life. It's a gift to you. Your sexuality is a gift from God. Mm -hmm. I am so sorry we didn't have a mom who knew how to affirm your sexuality and who didn't know how to love you and teach you in this. Hey, sex is actually really, really fun. And you are going to experience it when you grow up and get married or whenever that happens because this is a realistic talk. And I'm giving you a realistic sex talk and puberty talk right now. But I hope when you do give that part of yourself to a man, I hope that man cherishes you and values you and understands the gift that you are sharing with him and that there is such a deep level of trust between the two of you that you feel safe because that's what you deserve. That's what your body deserves. And typically that would be in marriage. But I hope that you value yourself enough to know 
when is the right time. Mm -hmm. Because that's what you deserve. That's what your body deserves to have that special encounter with somebody who truly, truly loves you. Not Yeah, not just somebody that looks at you like a piece of meat. Exactly. This is not a part of you that needs to be cursed or that needs to be hidden or that needs to be shut down. I want you to know that if men are attracted to you, that doesn't mean you are bad. I want you to know that the woman's body is beautiful and you are allowed to love it and explore it and know it. Okay, so masturbation is a thing. (laughs) Maybe no one has talked to you about this yet, but sometimes you will find a spot on your body that feels good. And then all of a sudden you will feel really, really, really good. And you will be confused at what just happened. (laughs) That is called masturbation. And if you masturbate, it doesn't mean that you are bad. Lots of people masturbate. It is something that you want to talk with me about and not keep hidden so that you don't become imprisoned or addicted to it. You don't want to feel like you have a shameful part of you. But we do want to make sure that your heart needs are getting met in healthy ways without needing to cover over it. But I want you to know that masturbation is something that you can talk about and that you can share. Every girl has a masturbation journey. You are worthy of being known and seen in that. Mm -hmm. Also... You're going to start growing armpit hair and leg hair. And it's confusing why that happens. Oh, and also vagina hair as well. (laughs) This does not mean you're turning into a man. Yeah. (laughs) Or that you need to be experimented on. And shaving is hard. And tampons are hard sometimes. And then sometimes it's easy. And you just have permission to talk about your periods. Mm -hmm. Women, you have permission to talk about your periods. And listen... You are going to have discharge. Discharge is very confusing. (laughs) You are going to have fluid come out of your vagina. And you are not going to know when it's coming or why. And you are going to look at your underwear and think, how did that happen? And you're going to want to hide your underwear. (laughs) And you're going to think something is wrong with you or something is broken. But there is nothing broken or wrong with you. Mm-hmm. Cervical fluid is a beautiful part of being a woman. And there are different times of the month where you will have different kinds of discharge. Sometimes you will have a lot and you'll be like, ew. And sometimes <laughs> you will have a little and sometimes you will have none. And that is a normal part of being a woman Mm -hmm. there is a lot of these things that are going to happen and you need a place to be able to talk about it yeah you need a place to be able to feel free this is a celebration your body is a celebration periods are a gift Even though they are also the worst. Yeah. (laughs) Listen. You're going to have periods and that is one of the ways that God is going to help you 
get in touch with your emotions. I know this because I just got off of mine and I was feeling a lot of emotions. (laughs) And that is going to be one of the cleansing rites you get to step into as a woman. And it is a beautiful process. I am stretching my arms out to you. Me and Krista are stretching my arms out to you. I want you to actually envision this encounter right now because this is going to help you. We are stretching our arms out towards you and we are welcoming you into womanhood. It's so good to be a woman. Yes. (laughs) I am so glad you are coming into womanhood. This is good. God calls this good. I am so sorry you have been at war with yourself. I am so sorry that you felt so alone on your woman journey. It's so scary figuring out how to be a woman and having a sexuality and what it's supposed to look like. Mm -hmm. I am so sorry you felt alone in this as a little girl. Say this out loud. Precious girl. I am so sorry I learned to hate your sexuality. I am so sorry that I shamed you and avoided you. You really needed a mom to help you navigate a lot of really hard things. I am so sorry you feel so alone and stuck here. Your mom probably never had a mom that helped her. So she didn't know how to nurture you. And even though she was doing her best, it's okay that her lack of parenting affected you. Precious little girl, you don't have to carry mom's shame about sexuality. You don't have to carry mom's shame about femininity. Beautiful girl, I give you permission to embrace all of the parts of you, even though your mom never showed you how. I give you permission to be who you are. Every place that you have learned to lock down, to be the good one, I give you permission to have needs and to have a voice. To not be the quiet one anymore. To not be the good one, or to be the perfect one anymore. I give you permission to actually make messes, and you go through it, and you can actually have problems. I give you permission to have emotions and not be afraid of being too much. I give you permission to have a voice of what is going on inside of you and to have needs. So much of femininity is about owning our emotions and owning your voice and owning your body. So I give you permission to take your voice back, to take your body back. I give you permission to take your emotions back. I say you are not too much. You have space to take up more room. We want you to fully be you. We want you to fully shine. We break the agreement that you made with being small so you wouldn't get punished. We give you permission to feel that courage that has always been inside of you to rise up. 
You are lovable. You are worth love. You are worth being fought for. You are worth being chosen. You are worth being pursued. You are worth being seen. You are worth intimacy. You are worth someone leaning in without fixing yourself. You are worth someone leaning into choosing you before you are trying to get rid of the things you are trying to get rid of. You are worthy of love right now. Right now. You deserve to feel good about yourself. Your body is a masterpiece. You are a badass. And you are going to do so many great things. Mm. Y'all. The, <laughs> I love just that whole like encounter with your body just because I I think everybody can resonate that as you're growing up and all these things are changing and all the things that you've learned about your body as you grow up like it's all so confusing yeah. um whether I should like my body or I shouldn't. Should I flaunt it or should I hide it? Should I be worried about what's happening inside or is it okay? It's navigating all these question marks that we don't know, we didn't know the answers to. Mm-hmm. Um, and it almost feels like in the sense of, you know, I'm going back to the part of like, should I cover up my body or should I flaunt it? it? It's almost like I'm damned if I do and I'm damned if I don't. Like, you know, if I'm covering up all the time, like I always feel shameful, all this stuff. But if I decide to, you know, wear a bikini or I decide to wear the shorts because I feel comfortable, I feel good about myself doing that, then I could be looked at as a slut or I'm only wanting attention or I'm only doing this. So it's almost like a weird time trying to figure out, well, what is considered right and what is considered wrong. And trying to navigate through all that is so hard. I feel like we navigate through it our whole life. Yeah. And in my head, like, yes, I will. Here's one thing that I struggle with is I'm like, yes, I want to tell you, like, one day a man's going to love your curves. But fuck that. One day you need to love your curves. Yeah, you need to love them now. You need to love what you look like kind of like when Alexis was talking about like I envy those people who are confident in their bodies like that's what you need is you need that confidence you need to be able to look at your body and say you know what fuck what everybody else has said fuck the standard I love you because you do so many things for me Mm -hmm. you allow me to get around every day you allow Mm -hmm. me Mm -hmm. to carry a baby one day you allowed me to feed that baby one day Mm -hmm. you will allow me to do so many things you allow me to walk outside walk on the Mm -hmm. beach you allow me to do all of these things and that's why I love you I don't love you because you're getting attention from other people I don't love you because you're fitting the standard of everybody else I love you because of the things that you have done for me and Thank you for being my shell. Thank Mm -hmm. you for being supportive. Thank you for doing all of the things that you do. It's having that shift in mindset and almost kind of like for me, it was like blocking out all of those expectations, all of those comments, everything. (laughs) And it's hard because things still seep, seep in, but all of those things that have basically been thrown at me since, you know, I could walk and talk. Um, blocking those out and just being with myself and looking at myself and appreciating everything that I am on the exterior. Mm -hmm. 
and and just realizing you know what like I may not be like this other person, but I am uniquely myself and that's what matters. And I should love that. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, that's why that encounter is so good and can be so healing is because you want to feel at home in the body that you are living in. Yeah. Like you want to trust and love the body that you are living in like that's a relationship within yourself like owning your body is owning yourself and having that good you know foundation Mm -hmm. with yourself but that's the thing nobody teaches us how to do that especially Mm -hmm. if you didn't have a mom that taught you how to nurture you to nurture your womanhood and I know especially I didn't and I feel for the girls and the woman who are in the same as me because that's what I went through because I didn't know. Nobody ever taught me how to own my emotions or to own my body or to look at myself in the mirror and accept it, but not just only accept it, but love it. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's so important to have encounters with yourself like that. Mm -hmm. And, And that's the thing. Like I am nowhere near how I used to be. Like I actually finally love the body that I am living in. And now that I love the body that I am living in and I trust what's going on inside me, that intuition, that relationship with my body, that relationship with myself, I can trust me. Like I just, I trust myself. I trust what I believe in. I trust my intuition. I trust my body whenever my body's trying to tell me something Mm -hmm. that's wrong. I trust it. Yeah. Because I have that relationship with it. And now I do go out to the pool and flaunt my body and my, you know, in my in a bathing suit. Like I'm I'm comfortable in it. Like yeah. I love my body. And but it took time. It took me standing in front of the mirror and loving the what I thought the unlovable parts mm-hmm. were. Like I literally had to sit there like something that I hated on my body, which let's say my stomach, because for the longest time for years and years, I just hated my stomach Yeah. because it wasn't as flat of what I seen in the magazines. Like it wasn't a size zero. Like, honestly, that's why I hated it. Yeah. And I would just talk down on it. Mm-hmm. And but I had to stand in myself. I had to stand in front of the mirror and look at my tummy and just love on it. And yeah. like when you do that, you you realize like how much you've just hated yourself when you when for so long that I even cried whenever I was doing that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize like wow, I did not ex- like value me. Yeah. And it explained so much into how I lived in the world. And how I presented myself or my body into the world is because I wasn't accepting or valuing my body at home. You know what sucks is like all the insecurities that we have gained mainly through other people. Like I really honestly think that if I never compared myself to anybody else or nobody ever made a negative comment on my body, I probably wouldn't have hated it like I did. Right. But it sucks that when I'm thinking back, okay, like I I hated my arms. Like I think this year is the first year that I would ever wear like a tank top. Like you would not catch me in a tank top Mm -hmm. because I I hated everything. I hated the way it looked. Um, And it was all because I remember hearing somebody make a comment, not necessarily about my body, but about somebody's body that looked similar to mine and saying like, oh, how manly they looked because of their arms or whatever. And so I was very insecure about that. Um, 
but I'm thinking back on how many things, like how many times did I limit myself or how many times did I um, not allow myself to do something that I really wanted because of the way that I viewed my body. For example, like swimming, like going swimming. I would never go to pool parties. And if I did, I'm sitting on the side. Um, yeah. Going out and wearing cute dresses and tank tops. I would never do that. That's why you would catch me in soccer shorts and a t-shirt mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because I would never do that because I was always so like in my head about like what I looked like. There were so many outings that I did not go to with friends because I was so in my head about what they would say about what I looked like. I remember going to one outing in high school and it was like a bonfire and you know what I wore the leggings and a t-shirt because that's what everybody would do and I Mm -hmm. literally one of the guys literally made a comment and said like something about Krista's ass being fat she probably stuffs uh, the fat from her stomach into her pants oh my god like comments like that and I'm like and this is why I don't go out and this is why I don't do things is because I know that there's going to be some type of negative comment, whether it's from a guy or even from girls, because girls do the same thing. And so it's sad how how much we've limited ourselves because of our body. Like, yeah. it sucks. It sucks how much we've missed out on because of, of this topic. Of what other insecure person said. Mm-hmm. Because you know people who just speak like that and tear people down are actually insecure themselves. I mean, exactly. it, it's on the way people talk about you is a representation of what how they truly feel about themselves. And what, what stinks is, like, especially at younger ages, like, you... <sighs> You truly don't understand how impactful your words are. Yeah. Like, even if you're just joking, like, there, those words are already in the brain. Like, those mm-hmm. are, are those have already been said. And so, when you were reading that, I was like, man, like, <laughs> and when you're talking about how you've come a long way, I was like, it's like day and night. It's, yeah. It's thinking that, again, that my body is something bad, something that is terrible, and then shifting that mindset into no, like this is something that allows me to do all of these amazing mm-hmm. things of like in womanhood mm-hmm. and I should be grateful for it. And I should want to take care of my body because I love, it, love it, not yeah. because I hate it. Exactly. Because you see like the other side, women who are so fixated on having their body look perfect because they hate it, mm-hmm. not because they love their body. So it's fixing that mindset and appreciating your body and then taking care of it because you love it and you want to give it everything that it needs. Yes. And a woman's body is strong. Oh, yeah. Like what we go through and, you know, just monthly and then like getting older, like we are, we have strong bodies. Like the way God has created a woman's body is so freaking beautiful, but not just beautiful. It is strength. Like we are the image of strength, Mm -hmm. you know? And so... (laughs) Between that and the fact that you push out a full-on human from your vagina is just insane. Right. <laughs> like, like, your body does miracles, and life could not exist without you. Yeah. I mean, it couldn't exist without men, too, but I'm saying, like, you were essential. Yes, exactly. A woman's body creates miracles mm-hmm. that nobody else can do. Exactly. And love your body because it is your body, and it does so many things for mm-hmm. you, not because of attention from whomever. And here's a challenge for you, like maybe just to grow that relationship with yourself and with your body and to mend that relationship 
maybe like stand no not just maybe just do it like honestly (laughs) just do do it it for yourself like I'm not gonna be passive here like I want to challenge you to stand in front of the mirror and literally pick out one not even one thing pick out all of it but go to the first thing that you've been telling yourself for years that you hate about your body and start loving on it Mm -hmm. like start saying what it's good for and what and like and love on it it's gonna sound probably robotic or sound like you don't believe it like honestly when you first say it a couple times you're not gonna believe it because you've told yourself for so long and so many years that you hated it Mm -hmm. but you need to practice and look at yourself in that mirror and start loving it loving your body love what it has done for you and where you're at now and it was a challenge that we did in the program where you did it you have to do it every day for 30 days either in the mirror or take videos of yourself Mm -hmm. um every day for 30 days and then there was women who literally compared the first video on the first day, like day one mm-hmm. of when they were loving their bodies and um, and like how it felt uncomfortable. And then on the 30th day, like on day 30, it was like a complete 180. Like it looks yeah. like a completely different person in the video, but they look the same. But they're just their outer exterior, the way they showed up on the video, the way they showed up in, in how they spoke over their body was completely different. And you could tell like there was this, just this aura, aura of sunshine and beauty and happiness and joy Mm -hmm. like that, that was on them. That confidence. (laughs) Yes. There was that confidence there that was so evident and, and like they look the same, but you're like, oh my God, they're so beautiful but it's only because they started showing up for themselves so I challenge you to do that either do it in front of the mirror for 30 days or however long honestly you should do it every day but or I like the video idea because Mm -hmm. you get to see the difference at the end of the challenge exactly so do the video I I would really like challenge you even further do the video and video yourself every day I think that would be really cool yeah because you would actually be able to see the change like and it's encouraging it's encouraging and yeah. and it would probably be crazy to look back at yourself day one and be like who is that person like exactly where was their confidence at all mm-hmm. yes i mean one thing i want to also say too is our bodies go through so many changes mm-hmm. whether it's internally externally with situations whatever so wherever you're at right now whatever however you're existing it's not bad you are good exactly where you're at and you need to learn how to normal it's okay learn how to love yourself exactly where you're at Mm -hmm. because that will create a change yeah I mean honestly like I sometimes look at my little my little baby pooch on my stomach Mm -hmm. and I'm like you know what thank you for getting me through that emotional time because I'm definitely like an emotional eater so I'm like oh yeah you got me through that emotional time yeah (laughs) you know like just being change it's changing the mindset it really is but Mm -hmm. give yourself some grace and love yourself where you're at Mm -hmm. and take care of your body because you love it not because you hate it and you are a masterpiece like absolutely if anybody says that you're ugly or this or whatever like you can literally say no biblically like biblically god called me a masterpiece so you you can't even say that like because god's verses cancels that out like i am literally a masterpiece your body your shape is literally a masterpiece and women like stop tearing each other down 
Yeah. Like you don't need to tear another woman down to feel like you're better or more beautiful than them. And you don't need to be blonde, blue eyes to be beautiful. Mm -hmm. Or you don't need to have like, you know, black hair, blue eyes or green eyes to be beautiful. Like you are accepted, whatever skin color, whatever hair color, whatever eye color, whatever shape, body you are, you are accepted, you're loved and you're beautiful and you are the, you are God's beauty on display. Mm Mm-hmm. On however you show up and however you look like. Exactly. So, s- women, stop tearing each other down because that is not owning your femininity. No. No, we already have it hard enough. <laughs> exactly. We don't need to be against each other either. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that'd be really good. And you know what I noticed? Huh. I actually have green eyes. You're like, look at there. Yeah. So, like, whenever you start building that relationship up, you'll start really seeing yourself. And, like, I noticed that, like, I actually have green eyes. Which I didn't know that. Y'all better watch out when it comes summertime and that sun hits. <laughs> yeah, that sun will <laughs> hit my green ass. <laughs> because whenever I wear green, it really pops out more. Yeah. I think I, that's why I like green, the color now. You're like, because it makes my eyes look good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we love y'all yes. so, so much. Please be kind to yourself. Yes. Be kind to your body. And women, you are doing great things. You're a badass. You're a masterpiece. You've got it. Don't be ashamed. Mm -hmm. All right. We love you and um, stay tuned for our final episode on the feminine series next week. This has already been such a good series, but I'm excited for the next one. Yes. Can't wait to dive in. Yes. All right. Love y'all. Bye you. Bye. Bye.